0: We are going to be in Mark chapter 14 this morning, continuing right where we left off. Lord willing, we will look at the first 11 verses. Mark chapter 14, verses one through 11. We are still in this last week of Jesus's life, about a third of the book here, uh, as well as the other gospel accounts, the the, the last big portion of all of those accounts cover just one week of Jesus's life and so uh, we are drawing close to the day that will come where Jesus will be arrested and he will be uh, crucified and resurrected and as this final week is drawing to the close of Jesus's earthly life uh, he is he is getting ready to celebrate this passover festival that the people of israel celebrate every year we'll talk a little more about that uh, in the weeks to come but uh, we'll get a little brief introduction to that uh, today as we start this chapter but let's read through all 11 verses then we'll pray and then we will dig in after two days it was the passover and the festival of unleavened bread the chief priest and the scribes were looking for a treacherous way to arrest and kill him not during the festival, they said, or there will be rioting among the people. While he was in Bethany at the house of Simon, who had a serious skin disease, as he was reclining at the table, a woman came with an alabaster jar of pure and expensive fragrant oil of Nar. She broke the jar and poured it on his head. But some were expressing in- indignation to one another. Why has this fragrant oil been wasted? For this oil might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they began to scold her. Then Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a noble thing for me. You always have the poor with you, and you can do what is good for them whenever you want. But you do not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body in advance for burial. I assure you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the world, what this woman has done will also be told in memory of her. Then Judas Isikariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest to hand him over to them. And when they heard this, they were glad and promised to give him silver. So he started looking for a good opportunity to betray him. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning, and I thank you for these good words. And God, I pray that we would grow in you today, that we would learn something from it. God, that you would work in our hearts and our lives. I pray that you would just hide me behind the cross, dear Lord. I come here this morning completely unworthy to preach and teach your word, but God, you have called me to do so, and I pray by your strength and power, you will help me to preach and teach in a way that brings glory to you. I pray that you hide me behind the cross, that you... Take away any pride or fear that I may have this morning. And God, it'll be for your glory. I pray that your words would do a good work in our life. I pray that you'd keep us free of distractions. Dear Lord, we come in here as busy people with a lot on our mind, God. We have a lot of condemnation of of the devil in our life, dear Lord. He's always trying to get us down. But God, let us not get weighted down with the worries of the world. But God, I pray that we would seek you. God, maybe there's some conviction here in our hearts this morning. God, maybe there's some things you want to correct in our life. Maybe there's some encouragement you want to give. And God, I pray whatever our heart needs to hear, God, you know each of our hearts, that through your word, through the Holy Spirit and the reading of this word, God, you will work in our lives, each as needed. And I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, here we have a beautiful story. Yes this final week of jesus's life is about to draw to a close the passover time is upon the people of israel and they met every year to celebrate this passover this 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 event that happened way back in the book of exodus and again we'll talk about that a little more in the weeks to come but as they are getting ready for this festival jesus is hanging out with the disciples and this woman comes before them and she has this jar of, of, of fine oil. It's expensive oil. It's not cheap. And she takes this jar of oil and she breaks the jar open and she begins to anoint Jesus with this oil. And when the disciples see this, now we see this in a few different gospel accounts, but when the disciples see that this is taking place, uh, it's, they are... They are scolding her for what she is doing. That, that money, uh, could have been, money could have been made from that perfume, from that oil. It could have been sold for 300 denarii and it could have been given to the poor. Now, in some of these gospel accounts, we see that it appears to be more than one disciple, maybe all of the disciples who are questioning this. What a, what a waste. What a waste of this pine uh, jar of oil and perfume that to be wasted on one person Just think of the good that could have been done if it could have been used, uh, the money, uh, if it could have been sold and the money could have been used to help the poor. Now, we don't see in Mark's account it mentioned, but we do see in John's account a mention of Judas in particular. Now, Judas was not pleased with what was taking place, with what this woman was doing. And in John chapter 12, verse 6, it says, he didn't say this, that is, Judas Isacariot, because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, he was in charge of the money bag and he would steal part of what was put in it. And so it's possible that the other disciples may have questioned what was going on here and maybe their motives were pure. Maybe they really thought, man, this could be used to help the poor, but that was not the motives of Judas. Judas was the money man, he kept the money. And Judas complained about this jar of oil being broken and poured out on Jesus to anoint Jesus. Uh, But uh, Judas was complaining not because he cared about the poor. He was complaining because he wanted the money. If more money would have been put in the bag, then that's a little more he could have gotten out. Sure, maybe some of it would have been used for the poor. But he was worried about what was going to be used for him. So here we begin to get this glimpse that Judas is not a terribly good guy. Now, Judas had been with Jesus for three years now. He had been walking alongside Jesus. He had seen the miracles. He had heard the teachings that Jesus had been teaching. He should have known who Jesus was. He should have uh, been faithful to Jesus. But here we see the problem, greed. Now, we can say that our world is not much different today. Greed can take a lot of good men and women and corrupt them. We must be careful that we don't fall into the same trap of Judas. Perhaps at some point Judas was a faithful follower of Jesus. Perhaps at one point he was obedient to Jesus. Maybe he always was a greedy man. We don't know. We know that by this point in Judas's life he was a greedy man. And that greed got the better of him. He was angry because he didn't get a cut of this money if this oil would have been sold. And so what did he do? Well, he found another opportunity, another way to obtain some money. He decided to sell Jesus out. He decided to betray the Son of God, the Savior of the world, his friend, one who had poured into him, who had invested into Judas, who had been preparing Judas to continue the work whenever Jesus was going to be uh, crucified and resurrected. It was. The disciples that Jesus was preparing for this work, these 12 hand-chosen that Jesus had taught and had shaped for three years, probably the closest people to Jesus that he had in his whole life were these disciples. And of all of the people who could betray him, it was one of his very own. It was one who he loved, but one who clearly did not love him the same. He loved money, and money caused him to do something tragic. And we must be careful, because Judas is no worse than us, and we are no better than Judas. We are all human beings who are tempted by the things of the world. And if we begin to want our money and our possessions a little too much, we may stop at nothing to get those money and possessions. So we must guard ourselves to make sure that we do not... into that trap but the story really hinges around the beautiful part of the story is this lady that we see who poured this oil out on Jesus now uh, we see in other accounts that it was Mary who poured this oil out upon Jesus now Mary, the sister of Martha, is somebody who was friends of Jesus and Lazarus. You may remember that story. Uh, these were people that Jesus visited on a pretty regular basis, it would appear, and these were people who were close friends of Jesus. And we don't see it in Mark's account, but we see it in other gospel accounts that it was Mary who was the one who was pouring this all out on Jesus. And Jesus says something interesting. Whenever his disciples uh, question him, he says to them, Leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a noble thing for me. You will always have the poor with you, and you can do what is good for them whenever you want. But you do not always have me. Now Mary recognized something here that you and I need to recognize. We need to recognize that Jesus is the Lord and Savior. And if we put him as Lord and Savior in our life, if we put our faith in him, we need to make sure that he remains at the center of our life and that we are worshiping him. That we do not forget about the goodness of Jesus Christ. That we do not forget about the love of Jesus Christ that we do not forget about the grace and the mercy that comes through Jesus Christ. If we are a child of God, if we are a follower of Jesus Christ, we need not to forget Jesus Christ and know that we are always living in the presence of Jesus Christ and that through Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit indwells in us. And you may be saying, well, of course I'm not going to forget that. But we do sometimes as Christians. Now, here's what the disciples did. Here's what they said. Now let's, let's give some of them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they really did want to sell that oil and take the money and give it to the poor. That's a, that's a great thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But the problem is they were missing the Messiah and too focused on the mission. Now that may seem like it's not something that we could do, but, but I think it is something that we can do as Christians. We come to Jesus Christ and we recognize that he gave all so that we could be forgiven. He gave his very life. And we put our faith in him and we are his. We are followers of Christ. And we know that Jesus calls us to serve. We know that he calls us to do his good work. We know that one of those good works is helping the poor, as we see in this passage here. We know that Jesus calls us to do those things. He calls some of us to preach. He calls some of us to teach. He, some of us may be prayer warriors. You're good at praying. Some of us may have other abilities and, and things that we do to serve him in a number of different ways. And we come to Jesus and we receive that grace. And man, we know our sins are forgiven and it's great. And we begin to get out there and we are on mission for God. And we begin to do God's work. And we get so caught up in the work that we don't have time to praise the Savior. Now, it, it can happen. It can happen now. It can happen to all of us. It can happen to preachers. You can get so involved and so concerned about studying the Word and preaching the Word that you're not reading the Word and growing in it. You can get so concerned with teaching the Word if you're a Sunday school teacher that, you, that you're that you in the Bible, you're studying the Bible, you're doing good godly works, but you're not taking out the time to praise Jesus, to put Jesus at the center of your life, to say, Lord Jesus, I'm doing this because of you. We can get so caught up in our mission that we may forget about the Messiah, but Mary did not forget about Jesus. She knew who Jesus was. She recognized that Jesus was the Savior. And she knew that she needed to praise Jesus and worship Jesus and honor Jesus in this way. And the disciples, they were thinking about the mission. The mission's a good mission. Helping the poor is a good mission. But Jesus said, don't forget about me. Jesus says, I'm with you. He said, you'll always have the poor, but I am right here with you. Don't forget about me. And so perhaps we need to look at our life And we need to examine our life. And we need to say, okay, maybe we're doing a lot of good things that God wants us to do. But are we taking time out to praise God? We might be helping the poor. We may be doing all kind of works at church or in our community or whatever it may be. And they may be good things. But listen, brother and sister in Christ, we must take time out of our life to worship Jesus Christ. We must take time out of our life to humble ourselves before Him. I read, I read the Bible a lot. I read a lot of, a lot of scriptures. But it, a lot of times when I'm reading the Bible, it's to study, to be prepared to preach and teach. That is not the same as reading the Bible to learn and to grow in the Lord. That's not the same as taking 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour a day, an hour a week, an hour a month. Start somewhere. Start 15 minutes a month. If you say, I ain't got the time. And then start 15 minutes a week. And then start 30 minutes a month and 30 minutes a week. You can find the time to worship Jesus. You, and you may use the excuse, yeah, but I'm doing all this good work for Jesus. I'm putting more money in the plate and I'm helping more in the community. Well, that's great if you're doing those things with the right heart. If that's what God has is, played is on your heart to do, that's great. Do those things. But don't do those things without putting Jesus at the center of your life. Mary recognized the greatness of Jesus. Now, was Mary a servant of Jesus? Absolutely. I bet you that Mary was out there doing all kind of work for the Lord. I bet you she was obedient and faithful to Jesus. But she also recognized the greatness of Jesus. And the disciples, even though they knew Jesus was great, even though they realized who Jesus was, in this instance, they were losing sight of the Messiah because of the mission. And it's easy for us to do that as well. It's easy for us to become so distracted with the things of the world, both bad things and good things, that sometimes we don't go to Jesus. Why is it important that we go to Jesus? If he's already saved us, if we're already his and we put our faith in him and we know we're forgiven, why is it important for us to go to him? Because we need to be restored. Because we need some water when we're thirsty. I ain't talking about when you're outside working in the sun and get hot. Yeah, we need water then. But we need that same type of water for our soul. Because our souls are weary. Because we deal with the struggles and the stresses and the pains of this world. And we deal with our sin that weighs us down. And we repent of those things, hopefully. And we come to Jesus and we need a good relationship with Jesus because he restores us. He gives us the strength to make it through the days that we could not otherwise make it through. And we need to continue to go to Jesus. We need to continue to go to the well, to the spring of living water, to the one who can lighten our load, to the one who can restore our souls. And if we're not taking time out to spend time with Jesus on a personal level just for a minute, just turning our phone off for 15 minutes. Some of you are saying, well, that's blasphemy. I can't turn my phone off for 15 minutes. What if it's an emergency? You may not know this, but did you know people for thousands of years didn't have phones and there was emergencies and things were okay? We come up with a lot of reasons why I can't do it. What if somebody needs me? Well, they'll leave a voicemail. Chances are, if you turn your phone off for 15 minutes you pray to God you get in his word chances are it's gonna be okay you are gonna be blessed but we don't have time right I don't have time you don't have time but we gotta make time we cannot forget that Jesus died for our sins yeah we wanna be about to work we wanna be about all that stuff But if Jesus is not at the center of our work, then man, we're gonna gonna be in trouble. Our lives are not gonna be very good. We're gonna feel the weight and the pressure of that sin and the stresses of the world. We see a good example of something that we need to watch out for in Luke. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. This is a story about Mary and Martha. The same Mary we're talking about here that put the oil on Jesus. This is a, one of my favorite passages because I think it's so, it's so relevant to us as human beings because we have a tendency as humans to get busy and to be distracted with many things. And this passage is a good reminder that maybe there are times that we need to take a step back. Luke chapter 10 Verses 38 through 42. It says, While they were traveling, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, and she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, here we see Mary and Martha. And Martha's saying, look, I got a lot to do. I got, I, we, got, we got serving to do. And Mary is not helping me. Mary was worshiping the Lord. Tell her to get back over here, Jesus, and help me. And Jesus said, oh, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Maybe Jesus is saying that to you today. Scratch out Martha and insert your name there. Maybe he's saying, Shan, Shan, you are upset and worried about many things, but only one thing is necessary. Are you upset and worried about many things today? I'm going to venture to say you probably are. I don't think I I, I would be off base by saying every person in this room is probably upset and worried about things today when you come here. You are upset and worried about many things But only one thing is necessary. What is that one thing that's necessary? It's Jesus Christ. It's knowing who He is and putting our faith in Him and worshiping Him. That's what is necessary. You see, we do all these things that we have to do. I have to do this. And I have to do that, and I have to do this, and if I don't get that done, and if I don't get this done, but many of the things we have to do are not necessary, and the things that we do need to be doing, we don't do. What is necessary for us to put our faith in Jesus Christ, for us to praise Jesus Christ, for us to trust Jesus Christ, that is what is necessary. So maybe we need to shift our focus around a little bit. Maybe some of the things that we are upset and worried about, we need to say, okay, God, I'm going to give those things to you. I'm not going to worry my life away with them. I'm going to trust you. You need to do what is necessary. There's a lot of things that we say are necessary, but guess what? They'll still be there tomorrow if you don't get it today you can get it tomorrow and if you don't get it the next day you get it today after that but instead of putting off the things that are unnecessary what we put off is Jesus see we do the things that are unnecessary, necess- excuse me, we do the things that are unnecessary, but we put off the necessary. We should be saying, alright, I got this job to do, I got that thing to do, I got this to do at work, I got this to do at home, but I'll put that off to tomorrow, God, because I need to spend time with you. But that's not what we do. What we do is we, we say, okay, man, I went to church today, and the preacher said I need to spend more time on you, Lord, and I, get, I, I feel convicted I need to do that. God, I'm going to start tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and you say, all right, God, I got too much to do today. I ain't got time. I was going to pray to you and read the Bible right before bed, but I am so tired, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And what we've done is we've put the unnecessary in the place of the necessary. If you got to put something off, don't let it be Jesus. There are some things in your life maybe you need to put off, but Jesus ain't one of them. You are worried and upset about many things, but you must... Remember what is necessary. And what does Jesus say of Mary? He says, Mary has made the right choice. I hope you and I will make the right choice. It's a good opportunity for us to think. Think about what's in our life maybe that's unnecessary, what's distracting us. Look at the choices that we are making to see if we are praising God. Now, don't get me wrong. There are opportunities for us to serve. We don't want to give up our opportunities to serve Jesus, but we don't want to forget to praise Jesus in the midst of our mission. We don't want to forget to praise Jesus in the midst of all the things we are doing because if Jesus is not at the center of those things, those things are not going to be successful. Now, some of you may look at this passage and say, well, man, Jesus was just, he was just acting like a big shot. Yeah, I don't say nothing. Let her sit back and, and do this thing for me. Well, she was honoring Jesus. And there is a time to be honored. There is a time perhaps when you have honored other people. And there is a time maybe when you are to be honored. But Jesus wasn't sitting there acting like he was some big shot, thinking he was better than everybody Yes, Yeah, let her use this oil on me. This, this is how it's supposed to be. That's not Jesus' heart at all. But Mary's heart was in the right place. She was honoring one who was deserving of honor. And here's how we know that Jesus didn't have that heart. Because it wasn't long after that until Jesus was washing the very disciples' feet. There is a time for honor, and there is a time for service. And the disciples were missing that. They weren't honoring Jesus in this time. As the last few days of Jesus' life were around, Mary got it, but the disciples didn't get it. We know why Judas didn't get it, because his heart was in the wrong place, but the rest of them didn't get it either, it doesn't appear. But Mary got it. It was a time for honor. There's a time for honor, and there's a time for service. And Jesus completed his service. He was a faithful servant not long after when he washed his disciples' feet, and he was a faithful servant when he gave his life on a cross so that we could be forgiven. We need not miss that. If you've never put your faith in Jesus today, I pray that you realize that he is the Son of God, the Savior of the world. If you have put your faith in Jesus today, don't put him on the back burner. Don't let Jesus get buried under a pile of things that are unnecessary. Realize the necessity of Jesus, both for the forgiveness of our sins and also to keep us restored in our daily walks with him. Jesus is necessary. And when we put Jesus in the center of our life, it may amaze you at how much better things go and how much more peace you have and how much better you feel. And how much more restored your life is and that only comes from Jesus we want to be on mission for Jesus we want to serve Jesus that's what Jesus calls us to do but in the midst of our service we cannot forget to honor and praise the one who gave all so that we could be forgiven let's pray father God we come to you and we thank you for your good words God I pray that if any of us here have not put you in the center of our life, those who are your followers, dear Lord, that we would do so. And maybe we have gotten too busy. God, it's easy to do. That ain't no excuse. It don't make it right. But help us to take a step back and God help us to give you a little time. Help us to give you our heart. Help us to unplug for just a few minutes, dear Lord. I know it's hard. We, We like to be plugged in. We like to be ready at a moment's notice. But dear Lord, you're ready at a moment's notice. And a lot of times you're waiting to hear from us And you don't So God I pray that if we're not talking to you If we're not seeking you If we're not listening to you dear Lord That we'd start doing it And God I pray that if there are any in this room That do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior That today they realize that God he is your one and only son That he gave his life on the cross So that we could be forgiven That he loved us in this way dear Lord Because he wants to forgive us because he wants us to have eternal life and to be with him. God, maybe there are some today that are struggling with those worries of the world, dear Lord. Maybe there are some in here today that are upset and they're worried and they're tired. God, you know it. But God, your word is so good to tell us that you are with us, that you will strengthen us. You'll be our strength and weakness, dear Lord. You'll give us the the boost of energy we need. God, you restore our souls. You quench our spiritual thirst, dear Lord. And God, I pray that if there are any that are just struggling and upset with the worries of the world today that they'd give them to Jesus. God, that today they'd have restoration. And God, I pray that everything that was said and done here today is for your glory. And I ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. To learn more about Jesus, call or text Pastor Shan at 601-657-0180 or email him at shanvn at me.com. You can also visit us at www.enterprisebaptist.church or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash liberty. We hope that you have been blessed by today's service.